Hey, so this eclipse, Mercury in retrograde has been a doozy, hasn't it? At least for me, I started feeling both last week, even though the Mercury in retrograde technically hasn't even happened yet, I've definitely been feeling it. So a lot of things have been coming to the surface, and I'd like to share something a little bit more personal than usual. Um, I've had a lot of experiences that were very disappointing that, that brought up for me a lot of sadness and grief. Uh, a lot of times I felt uh, misunderstood by people, or I was very disappointed in the way they decided to act or think. Because from where I was coming from, I felt as if I saw things clearly, of course, and that these people were being kind of psychotic. You know, they might have been very small doses of psychosis, but still it was things that um, if I would bring it up with a friend, they'd probably agree with me in my reality, right? And, and it's not one of those where, where sometimes, you know, you're the crazy one. You know what I mean? Where even your friends are turned off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I really don't think it was uh, one of those situations with everything that I have in mind right now because it was more than one incident. And so it was very painful to be subject to someone else's psychosis and pretty much be a character in their video game where they choose who you are. And there's no way in hell they're going to see you the way you want to be seen. They're going to treat you the way you want to be treated. You're definitely outside of consent. And it was very painful to be erased like that. I felt quite annihilated. Like, so you're going to use me, you know, you're going to use me to be a figure in your life where you feel like you're the victim, you know, when clearly you're the psychotic one. It was very painful. And one of the things that came up for me was how necessary it was for me to maintain composure during erasure. I mean, I felt erased. Um, and I felt very alone, like there was no way in hell that I'd be seen or appreciated for the way I wanted to be. And that even my experience couldn't be seen or appreciated in many ways. I mean, you probably know that someone needs to vibrate pretty close to your level in order to see you. And so if they're any, any way off, then they're just not going to see you. And realizing that I'm just a figure that people play their ideas off of, no matter what. Sometimes they think I'm the perpetrator. Sometimes they think I'm the parasite. Not because I want to be. And even when I pointed out to them in the very moment, I'm like, look, what you're doing is making me into your parasite and I refuse. And they just go ahead anyway, right? Like, it's so frustrating. So this idea of maintaining composure through the erasure became big for me personally in the last, let's say, week and a half. To me, a lot of it has to do with light and dark and um, illumination and destruction. And you basically have to have both. They're like brothers whose backs are to each other fighting the war together. Like you need one to get your back. Like if you always had creation and illumination and consciousness forever, 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 in some ways that would destroy everything. I mean, just think if the sun, the sun that we have in our solar system just kept expanding and expanding and shined even brighter and brighter and brighter light on us, we would just explode, right? <laughs> um, that's like, let's say, in quotation, 
quotation, in quotation marks, too much consciousness. So we want some kind of field or force that is maintaining the sun more or less at its current size. We want to destroy it at the same time that we want it to expand. Like we want to feel the sun and we also don't want to feel the sun. <laughs> like we want consciousness and we want ignorance. We want both. And in many ways, ignorance is a huge force of destruction. To me, it kind of feels like, let's say we were on planet Earth at the time of the dinosaurs, there was pretty much no conscious being that could see that we are on a planet filled with dinosaurs. Like there was no being to witness this. Do you see what I mean? Like there were beings like eating and shitting and pooping and killing each other and living out of like fear and instinct, but there was no consciousness that could like encompass the whole planet and go, oh, this is a planet. There are different species here. I am one of those species, blah, 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 blah. Like that didn't happen pretty much until we came along, which you could argue is the point of us to be conscious enough to witness everything. And I think a lot of people want to raise their consciousness or raise the consciousness of the planet. And what does that mean for you? I mean, this is a big topic. For me, what I've been philosophically focused on in the last few days is how much consciousness can be exquisitely painful. Like you kind of erase your own self and consciousness in some way, you know, in order to witness everything, you can't be so self-centered. And in order to encompass the view of all these people who want to use you to hurt themselves, you have to, in many ways, have compassion and kindness and allow them to use you to hurt themselves. So it's like, oh, okay, so you're psychotic right now, and this is how you see me. Then let me just agree with you for a moment and... Um, have compassion for your, for your feelings, you know, not say you're right or you're wrong. To me, another example of this is if you have a, a, a very old woman with dementia, very, very old, you know, and she just wants to think her dead children are alive and that someone's going to come deliver the bread on Tuesday and none of that is real. You can say, hey, old crazy lady, you're wrong. None of that is real and be harsh, right? But truthful, but harsh. Or you can agree to her psychosis and say, yes, your dead children love you. They are around the corner. They're about to visit you. Stay tuned, you know, because she won't remember three minutes from now. And I'm looking forward to the bread delivery on Tuesday just as much as you are. You know, that's kind, right? But you're agreeing to her psychosis. To me, that's a very obvious example of what I feel as if I've been having to practice <laughs> for the last week and a half with various people in my life who aren't necessarily that obviously psychotic, but some, but somewhat. <laughs> so this is, for me, uh, what feels like a little bit more of a personal missive that I wanted to share. If you have feels about it, feel free to contact me via email. Um, if you liked it, didn't like it, etc. And I just wanted to underline, I guess, a couple of things. This idea that people are in small or large doses, psychotic, and you can sense it more or less when you're a very different vibration from them, that this can be a very erasing kind of feeling that people don't see you. It can lead to an extraordinary existential, existential kind of loneliness. But this is a price to pay for consciousness, I would say. Like consciousness requires this of you. And, and then the other thing I want to underline is that consciousness and ignorance are two different 
uh, aspects of our reality that are always working with and against each other in order to create the kind of reality we have because just one would be bad. You know, just ignorance obviously would be bad. Just consciousness, I would say, also would be bad. Um, obviously, this is a much bigger topic, but I just want to introduce the concepts. And for me personally, the practice I've been really having to heighten in the recent past is this staying with myself and maintaining composure during the erasure. You know, the fact that I actually don't exist, especially as being witnessed by others, like they don't witness me in the way that I feel myself to be. So I only have myself to witness myself. <laughs> um, this is extraordinarily, extraordinarily uh, lonely, but exquisite. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.